0: We are the Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host in Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. And today we're helping a casually baked listener confidently step out of the cannabis closet. Lori wrote Hi, Joe. I came across your podcast recently and I'm completely obsessed. You are amazing and I love all the podcasts that I've listened to so far. I'm struggling. I've been using cannabis since my teen years. I took many breaks in my adult life and I always end up coming back to it because it's way better than antidepressants, ADD, and anxiety medications, obviously. My problem is I've hidden it forever. My husband knows, but nobody else. And I don't wanna hide anymore. Why can't I be honest? I have three kids, 16, 14, and six. So I worry that I'll be judged by parents, and I also worry that my kids will think it's totally okay because mom does it. My kids struggle with ADD and sleep issues, and I know it could possibly help my two older kids, but I also want them to be responsible and mature about it. How do I break free from hiding my passion? I've been researching and secretly advocating for cannabis and mental health for the past 10 years why can't I just be okay with it? I literally don't have friends because I'm afraid of being judged and I don't go out because I'd rather take a hit and meditate. Now almost 42, I feel like I need to change and have contemplated getting a job as a bud tender just to get my foot in the door on the business side. Am I crazy or having a midlife crisis? Please help. Any advice would be amazing. Lori Lori, bless you, bless you, bless you. I related so much to your email. It can feel scary taking off the mask you've worn for so long to protect your authentic self. I remember in the early 90s during my late teens, having both a boyfriend and a girlfriend and living a secret double life while I explored my sexuality. I remember the distance it created between me and my closest friends and the loneliness I felt until I was brave enough to have that very first conversation. And I hid my cannabis consumption from my parents and business colleagues until I completely lost patience with the facade in my mid thirties. It became crystal clear that hiding my truth wasn't serving me or my relationships. I believe we all innately want to live free and be our authentic selves but layers of programming from family and community and society can make that feel like a hostile takeover. So I invited my sister and consciousness coach, Crystal Newting to join me in helping Lori make her way out of the cannabis closet. If you or someone you love is struggling with their can of confidence, this podcast is for you. So unapologetically consume your favorite strain of the moment and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. Sister, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast.
1: I love it. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, yeah. I was supposed to do this show on Friday with someone here locally and, uh, they came down with the vid. So so today you are going to help me answer a question that you and I are both so familiar with at one point or another, we have come out of a lot of closets, you and I.
1: Yes, we have.
0: (laughs) So today we're going to talk about coming out of the cannabis closet for our friend Lori. And, you know, she lives in a legal cannabis state. She's got three children and she's just so worried about the shame and the judgment and all of the things that we all have felt at some point or another in all of our lives around a myriad of subjects. You know, you are a consciousness coach and you have had this exact same experience, you know, with your own child. I thought maybe we could dive in first, kind of a s- some foundation, if you will.
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is, and this is what I want you to do from now and for the rest of your life: quit giving a shit what anybody else thinks. Number one, that show's over. That, like, <laughs> bye bye. That's all we need to know. That first and foremost, like really, if you're upset about what someone else thinks, I want you to look inside yourself and see where you might be judging another for maybe something that they're doing, the way they wear their hair or the way they dress or what they do or don't do. How am I judging people? Because whatever we're experiencing in our outer world is a direct reflection of our own struggles and inner conflict. So whatever that is, First of all, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal and it's very easy. It's so easy that it's not a problem at all. And the fact that you wanna do it means that you're already on your way to doing it and you've taken a huge step. And so congratulations, Lori, really, it's no problem. You're gonna be able to do this easily. And the first thing I want you to do is sit down, take a hit, meditate, sit down, relax and breathe and ask yourself, where do I feel this judgment? Where do I feel this shame? Is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach, my throat, my knee, my hip? Just ask yourself and then let yourself kind of settle on that place and feel that and be there and say, why, why do I feel that I'm gonna be judged for something that's good for me? Because it doesn't matter if it's good for anyone else. It matters how you feel about it and if it's good for you. And if it's good for you, it's good for you. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And so allowing yourself first and foremost to just accept your medicine and your choice and your decision to do what's right for you and what's best for you. Because when you do that, then you teach your children how to do what's right for them.
0: Well, I like that you said that because so many times, you know, I'm not a parent. But I am constantly on the outside looking in at the women in my life and their relationship with their children. And I so often will say that about whatever you're doing, they're learning how to be from you. So if you're feeling really bad about this right now, you're teaching that to your kids. So you know that is a huge thing to look at.
1: And if you are feeling bad, then that would be the only way that you would meet someone in judgment because for every bully there is a victim so if you have a victim mentality you will come in contact with the bully as the bully will come in contact with you so if you're judging someone you will be judged so just notice and then say oh (laughs) bless my heart i was judging for a moment no problem let me see why i think that what someone else does has anything to do with me because as long as i feel good about what I'm doing, who I am as a human being, if I know my own heart, and I hope that you do, then allow yourself to be who you are and do what you do and feel confident in your choices. And allowing yourself to recognize that we've lived in a society of shame and blame and fear and manipulation for so long that it's natural that we're afraid to go against the Current and but the funny thing is, is that the current is clearly in cannabis's favor. Like people want this. This is medicine, this has been medicine for thousands of years. So, and now
0: after this latest election, one in three people live somewhere where cannabis yes. is legal. The momentum is in plant medicine's favor,
1: absolutely.
0: And I feel so much that Lori is feeling in conflict because her true self is kicking at the door <laughs> yeah. being like, let me out of this fucking closet. You are 42 yes. years old woman. Yes. I think that it's good for us to just like, you know, give some tips and some direction as far mm-hmm. as how to then move forward in that. One of the things that was, has been so helpful for me is reading books by Brene Brown. Like this woman, The way she talks about shame and judgment and authenticity and leadership, you know, the book, Braving the Wilderness, it is all about being who you are. I mean, she says true belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are.
1: And accept. So
0: yes. And I, so that would be recommended reading, Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness.
1: Awesome. Perfect.
0: I want you to talk a little bit about what you did Mm -hmm. when you were consuming cannabis Mm -hmm. and you had a son and he's starting to get older. And, you know, we started having conversations about, Mm -hmm. does he know, does he not know, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of was going on in your head at that time and how did you handle that situation?
1: I always told him that cannabis was not a drug, that it was a plant. And when he was old enough and when his brain was more fully developed, then I wouldn't have a problem with him using that. So I never, ever demonized cannabis. I never said anything bad about it. I never, I just didn't talk bad about it. Alcohol, on the other hand, I would point out drunk people when he was around them and be like, this is what happens when people drink too much alcohol, because I would look at him he would be looking at them and i would just tell him like this is what you're seeing so i i wanted him to be aware for, for in his own experience of noticing something happening and then me just kind of sharing with him what that was um, so he really grew up and through his middle school and teen years into high school i remember him telling his friends that his mom said he could smoke pot when he got old enough, because it was, you know, he was like, I don't need to do it now because I know I can when I grow up. And he does now. And I'm fine with that. It was, you know, we all get to choose what works for us. So he doesn't drink alcohol. I mean, he does occasionally, but not to excess and never has to, you know, I appreciate that so much. So cannabis is a wonderful thing.
0: And I also think it is all about setting that example. And if you are highly responsible with your use and highly responsible with how you talk about it and how you frame it, you are creating those responsible foundational elements that will allow them to make good decisions Mm -hmm. when that time comes. Absolutely. And I know so many parents recognize in their kids right now because I've had a couple of my clients and even family members who are now facing a question with a doctor saying, "Mm, we might need to put your kid on this ADD medicine or anxiety medicine or a sleep aid or something. And I know parents don't want to be putting their kids on medications this early. And you know, I think introducing CBD into a conversation with a teenager and about how that might help them. like allowing them to have an experience with cannabis that is purely medicinal, I think is a really great way to start.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And also the fact that you are now open to the fact and recognizing you don't have any friends because of this, now that you live in a state where it is legal, you can begin to intend and just keep your eye open for like-minded individuals that you can hang out with and maybe they have kids your kids age or you know you can open up your circle a little bit wider it doesn't have to happen all at once and you shouldn't feel any pressure and when you feel pressure that you're putting on yourself take a step back and take a breath and just relax (sighs) because any amount of pressure is not going to speed it up it's just going to make it more yucky, more painful, more difficult. It's going to slow the process down because you have to accept yourself. That's the whole thing, it's accepting that this is what I want, this is how I feel, this feels good to me, this helps me, it relaxes me, it gives me a different perspective, it allows me to <sighs> just enjoy the ride and not grabbing on screaming for dear life. I mean, and you know, it's being a human is a very precarious thing. We have lots of emotions and feelings and they they don't always correspond equally to the situation. So if you can recognize that maybe um, things are out of proportion, like I'm overreacting or something. And that's, that's also what cannabis is so good at. It just kind of slows things down so that you can Take a different look at at the way that you're looking or experiencing a situation in a moment. So it's really a beautiful thing. And there's not so much to be worried about or concerned with. Just relax around it. Just take your cue from Mama Cannabis and chill, relax, open up to the possibilities. Look at what you want. Think about how nice it's going to be when your friend's You can all sit around and relax and and smoke together and and talk about life and important things rather than the next car you're going to buy or what new purse or jewelry or handbag. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not talking superficial things. People who, who smoke cannabis are talking about higher ideals, a lot of them. I mean, there's a, obviously, it runs the gambit, but still, I mean, it's just like we're, be who you are and you'll find those people.
0: And when you embrace who you are, you invite others to like you and enjoy you for who you
1: are. And And be more themselves.
0: Yes. Yeah. I get that a lot. People will tell me, they're like, I've never told anybody that. People will just share with me. They will tell me all kinds of stuff, but that's because I'm an open book and I'm willing to lay it all out there and tell people what I think or what I'm doing or how I'm feeling or you know, when you do that, you invite others into your world and into a better world. Yes. You know, we talked a little bit, I kind of dipped my toe into teenagers and introducing them to CBD as, you know, one way of inviting them into a cannabis conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be, you know, something Lori could do about for teens, if they've got anxiety or the ADD or the trouble sleeping or, or, you know, growing pains or whatever those things are, introducing some sort of a tincture, a CBD oil or tincture into their Mm -hmm. lives and allowing yourself to have that conversation of, you know, THC and CBD are my medicine, Mm -hmm. you know, CBD is a great way for us to help with what's going on and just kind of making it a family experience, I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. and you know and then as far as the friends and and wanting to meet like-minded people
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know if you find local organizations in your state and your community you know joining your local normal organization or Absolutely. you know any of those types of things people who are looking to improve the uh reputation of cannabis yes. you know those are the kinds of people that you want to find. And mm-hmm. yes, you can get a job as a bud tender, but I think, you know, being on that other side of the conversation, not just like recommending products to somebody, but being able to really talk about the deeper subject matter, mm-hmm. I think you're going to make deeper connections with yes.
1: people. Absolutely.
0: So sis, in Lori's reply email to me, she talked about her and her husband doing like a sober October. And she was like, I feel like I'm dying every day. And I am not a fan. Like, yeah, sure. You don't want to drink alcohol for a month. Fine. But I don't like that people add cannabis into this sober October You're, or sober January or your whatever the hell they're doing.
1: Well, it's what suggesting that? Uh, that suggests that cannabis is a drug or an intoxicant. Cannabis is. Way more than an intoxicant. I mean, it is medicine. So if you, would you not take an Advil for a month? You know, if you had a headache, would you not take an Advil because you were abstaining from that? Or would you not take your blood pressure medication or whatever else? So adding cannabis to this sober October is, yeah, that's a little far I mean, granted, we're,
0: <laughs> we're past, we're course, past October, we but I know people are going to start doing this shit again yeah. in January. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think it's silly. Like yeah, I, I would never participate in something where <laughs> I'm not allowed <laughs> to take my medicine for a month. No, like I don't have anything to prove to no. you motherfuckers. <laughs> no,
1: no, this is not a contest. This is about me living my best life and enjoying myself and living up to my potential in as many ways as possible on a regular basis. You know, like, why would I?
0: Yeah. Don't, don't be putting (laughs) our cannabis in your sober month, people.
1: Right. Oh gosh.
0: There's just so many people that I'm having the cannabis lifestyle consults with Mm -hmm. that it really is like, there's so much of shifting a a perspective on how you see things before you can really dive into the lifestyle in a really meaningful way Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's reframing what the fuck cannabis actually is yeah it's medicine it's not a drug yeah and uh, you know reframing your personal relationship with it why am i using it Mm -hmm. because you're gonna this is the thing you're gonna want to articulate to someone when you're coming out of the closet so this is medicine this is why i'm taking it i mean she had mentioned you know, that it's so much better than the antidepressants or the mm-hmm. ADD medicine or anxiety medicine. So, you know, what are, whatever these things are that she's replacing, being able to articulate that. And Lori has done all of this research and she's been an advocate for cannabis for a while. So I know she's got the chops to talk about it.
1: Absolutely. So it,
0: it really does come down to, I think first having the conversation with family, practice I- on your family,
1: well and you what know you what think? here's what i say fuck coming out of the closet it's just be you just show up one day and fucking smoke a joint like coming out of the closet suggests that you need to explain yourself to someone and i'll refer back to the very first thing i said quit giving a shit what anybody else thinks and so i remember and going this is back to me as a parent with my child i remember when i asked my son how he felt about me having a girlfriend when he was eight years old, I was like, would you, how would you feel? And he looked me in my eye and said, how would you feel about having a girlfriend? And I was like, well, I'd be fine with it. And he was like, okay, can I have a milkshake? <laughs> we were sitting at Chili's, um, but it was so funny. And it was just like, oh my God, this whole coming out of the closet thing is ridiculous. It's you're someone is suggesting that you need to explain yourself for being you. And of course, of course, because that is like how we've lived forever, but stop you don't have to come out of the closet. You don't have to tell anybody anything. You just be you. You show up. You just begin living as you and invite the people in as it feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, then don't deal with that. You don't have to deal with that. It's nobody else's business what you do. And so let yourself off the hook about coming out of the closet. And if you want to share with someone and open up to them, do that because you feel genuinely motivated to do that and not like, You've done something wrong in the past that you need to then, and by like being in the closet smoking, like it's a lot of judgment. There's so much judgment around so many things these days. I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that. I I don't have judgment on myself, so I'm not opening myself up to your judgment. I move my energy around. I feel through. Oh, feels a little nervous in my solar plexus, or I feel a little clenching in my heart about whatever. But I don't discuss that with someone else. I'm not opening myself up for their opinion, because I am independent of the good opinion of others. Thank you.
0: Now, I hear you. I hear all of that. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is somebody that you do want to have that conversation and that explanation with. Those two teenagers that Uh, she has and her young child. like Mm -hmm. You do have that conversation Mm -hmm. with them because you're teaching them how to logically put things together and frame and reframe so to yeah. speak their situation. Exactly. So but yes, outside of your immediate household, yeah. you don't owe anyone else an explanation. Yeah. But what you do is be impeccable with your word, yep. move through the world with loving kindness mm-hmm. and be a representative of the modern cannabis culture that shows people that we are smart we're <laughs> kind we're compassionate productive we Smart. we run businesses like yeah yeah just show people that you're fucking normal
1: exactly exactly
0: and you know frankly i mean whenever i was living in texas i was totally in the closet i was in the closet at with my work i'd smoke before i went to work i'd go home at lunch and smoke and you know whatever it just but I was in the closet and that whenever we would go home for holidays, we snuck out (laughs) and smoked in the bushes and you go out that door, I'll go out this door. So that shit does happen. Of
1: course, of course.
0: But when I moved to California and I got my medical cannabis card, that to me was my trigger of, I'm no longer in the closet with my family. When I go home, I, I mean, you were there that day where I just was like, y'all make me need to smoke a joint. <laughs> I got to bounce for a second. And it was just like this uh, freeing moment where I was just like, Oh, God, that felt so good to say. Yes. And of course, you just stand up and walk out. <laughs> like... no dummy. <laughs> 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 oh, but
1: you know, fabulous. I mean,
0: but there's got to be that moment. Yeah. You know, that first moment where you just Say who you are and say what you're doing, and it is scary and it does feel a little weird, and but it opens up dialogue, yeah. And if you live in a legal state, Lori, and you've been doing this for so long, and you are the best cheerleader for the legalization of cannabis, so why in the world would you not want to speak up? Why would you not want to use your voice? Invite that dialogue, be who you are, so that people do ask you questions. You know, that's the best thing in the world. You peaking curiosity in somebody else because of your lifestyle. Creating dialogue is part of our job, I think.
1: And I'll say, as you move the energy around this, it'll be easier. It won't be. It really, it'll be so easy. You'll laugh. You'll just giggle at yourself for being feeling weird about it. It'll be, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It'll be so much easier than you think. And then you will shout it from the rooftops and it'll be so fun.
0: You know, one of the other things I thought about too, about meeting people is, you know, we have dating apps Mm -hmm. for, you know, single folks, even like Bumble. Like now Mm -hmm. they've got Bumble biz and you know, they've got uh, Bumble friends or something where you can go, go swiping for new friends. (laughs) Perfect. You know, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. other ways to to meet new people, because I hate the fact that Lori feels like she has no friends that breaks my heart. You know, once you get okay with who you are Mm -hmm. and create your own little power statement and profile, Mm -hmm. and you know, if you're bored, go swiping or if you need a job, then yeah, go hook up with some local dispensaries, submit your resume to the White Ash group, Mm -hmm. you know, just do different things that put you in a place of socialization with like-minded people.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I
0: feel like maybe I'm being redundant at this point. Is there anything you think we should add for Lori that, that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Well, just knowing and going at your own pace. Like knowing that it's coming, like first of all, having the realization that This is what you want and you've already put it out there so much so that you had a podcast done specifically for you so you've got it going you've got it moving it's happening so now expectantly excitedly just keep your eyes open for those people that are going to be showing up in your world for you to connect with and this is the fun part this is so fun it's very exciting so have and i feel like when she does come out
0: of the closet she's Mm -hmm. gonna meet so many oh, of yeah. the people that she already knows that are like, "Oh my God, girl, me too,
1: <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, you know more than you think,
0: well, totally, yeah. there are people that look completely square, yeah, who are total pot smokers, yep, you can't judge a book by its cover for sure, <laughs> I mean, when I tell people that I'm a cannabis lifestyle guide and that I have a cannabis podcast and a CBD skincare line coming out. Like I do not look like that girl to
1: them, (laughs) right?
0: I remember when I'd first moved out to California and I was in a coffee shop, three or four guys, they were on a road trip they had on their biker gear or whatever. They overheard me talking about cannabis and one of the men was anti-cannabis. I er overheard him saying some stuff to his boys behind them saying, just because cannabis is legal in this state, like that's, you ain't going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, <laughs> I turned around and invited myself into their <laughs> conversation. So it, when you get really grounded mm-hmm. in who you are and you are passionate about what you do mm-hmm. and your medicine, you'll be surprised at the things that you'll say and the soapboxes yeah. boxes you'll stand on. And the friends to, you'll make. Well, yeah, it's true. There's more acceptance and more love in the cannabis community than probably anything else I've ever been a part of in my life. Yay. Even more so than church, folks. (laughs) Uh, That's where a lot of people get their judgment is, you know, the religion they were raised with or, or the beliefs of their parents. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the other thing, thinking through Why do I feel all this shame and judgment Mm -hmm. around this? And, you know, most likely it's from something in childhood, which should then help you translate like, oh shit, I don't want to do that to my kids. Yeah, And be the cool mom that has all the open conversations. (laughs) That's the best. Be the mom that ever all the other kids want to come talk to too. Like everybody needs a safe space like that. If your house could be the safe space where people can ask those questions and have those dialogues, it's mm-hmm. a huge win.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, sis, good we talk. got that wrapped up pretty quick. Yeah. Thank you for stepping in at the last second to help me with this. I think it's always better to just be able to have a flowing conversation, especially with someone who is an actual parent. Yeah. Because people look at me like, why are you trying to give me parenting <laughs> advice woman?"
1: It's good. It's good. Well, and you know what? Not all parenting advice needs to come from parents. Like a lot of times parents have chokeholds on ideas that maybe aren't so helpful. And so it takes people who don't have that much pressure on them to introduce a different way of thinking or maybe a perspective that just lightens and loosens that grip up a little bit. Because that's all you have to do is just open up, relax around any firm ideas, hard lined ideas about anything, just soften around it and see, see how it goes.
0: Yeah. And change is such a beautiful thing. If you allow it in, in the flow, like, you know, don't right now, Lori's swimming upstream. (laughs) We're inviting you to turn around my friend.
1: (sighs) Just relax. It's all good.
0: Now Sissy, if someone wants to reach out to you and learn more about your coaching, um, how can they find you?
1: You can find me online at crystalnuding.com and my email is crystal at com. You can check out my website or send me an email and schedule. You can have a free 30-minute soothing session. Anyone just mention this podcast. And Yeah, I'll be happy to chat with you. And Lori, call me. We'll talk. We'll move through that energy in no time, and you'll be advocating and discussing with whoever and just really thoroughly enjoying your life. That's what I want.
0: Awesome. That's what I want too. Thanks for hanging out today, sister. And by the way, that's C R Y S T A L N U D I N G dot com. Perfect. All right, sissy. Thanks for hanging out.
1: All right. I love you. Bye. I love you too.
0: If you've been feeling in conflict with your true self like Lori, there's never a better time than right now to practice self-love and authenticity. As we enter the holiday season and you begin engaging in social connection with friends and family, remember that we show people how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. And your children and those looking up to you, they follow your lead. So if cannabis is your medicine, don't be ashamed of that. You don't have to shout it from the rooftops, but no more hiding anything that makes you feel better and more connected. Nobody can embrace and love you for all that you are until you do. In the Podcast 162 show notes, I'll include a few articles and videos around cannabis and parenting, as well as some of my favorite resources for releasing shame and judgment, embracing vulnerability and stepping into your power. I hope you'll share this podcast with someone you love as a way of opening up the dialogue around cannabis for wellness and the modern cannabis culture. And if you're considering a job in cannabis, head on over to whiteashgroup.com and submit your resume. White Ash Group is North America's premier choice for cannabis staffing, recruitment, and executive search. And if you're an industry trailblazer trying to figure out how to get your time back, White Ash Group provides pre-screened and vetted top tier talent and custom hiring solutions so you can feel good building your dream team and more of that work-life balance. From roots to suits in the U.S. and Canada, Visit whiteashgroup.com to learn more about cannabis staffing, recruitment, and executive search. Tell them Joe sent you. I am delighted to be on this journey with you, and I want to help build your can of confidence in ways that are meaningful for you. So, email your can of curious questions like Lori did through the website at casuallybaked.com, or you can always DM me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're like me and you have replaced the boob tube with YouTube, be sure to subscribe to my Casually Baked channel. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, become a podcast patron for just $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casually baked. Or take a minute to rate and review Casually Baked the Podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. There are so many different ways for you to engage and have a positive impact on the greater cannabis conversation. Listening and learning is great, but then take action. That's what's going to make the difference. So you know what to do. Puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and mixing performed by Q9 Productions. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up-to-date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnex.